Welcome to the Absent Father Podcast, a weekly conversation where we discuss the impacts in all areas of our life of growing up with an absent father, how to overcome them, and the superpowers we create along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, executive coach, MBA, and son of an absent father. You can learn more about me and get in touch by visiting www.rodneymuller.com. We got greatness by choice. We got gravity by chance. Welcome to the Absent Father Podcast. The Absent Father Podcast is a weekly conversation about the impact of growing up with an absent father on all areas of our lives and the superpowers we develop along the way. I'm your host, Rodney Miller, leadership coach, business advisor. Uh, father and husband. You can learn more about me at RodneyMuller.com, although I pronounce my last name Miller. It's RodneyMuller.com. You can learn more about who I am and the work that I do. It's kind of hilarious. I'm I'm uh, sharing with you, which is essentially the log line for the show, which is what I just said. Never heard of that uh, terminology until a good friend of mine, Scott Ginsberg, gave me that recommendation. Uh, it's funny though, because he also said to introduce yourself at the beginning. And, uh, as I was getting ready to start this episode, I realized it's one of those things that I've also always struggled with is how do I introduce myself without trying to prove myself? And I'm still learning how to do that, but a clue is storytelling helps. Uh, but that's not what today's episode is about. Today's episode is about procrastination and, what we're going to talk about essentially is, you know, what is procrastination? We, we, we call this thing procrastination. Uh, how does it show up? Why do we do it? And how does it relate to growing up with an absent father? And the reason that I want to talk about this this week, and I think that kind of starting from here, we'll be really diving into some of the traits, some of the impacts, uh, some of the clues that that demonstrate that you might be suffering from some of the impacts of growing up with an absent or distant father. Um, but the reason I bring up procrastination this week is because, you know, I put out two episodes. There's a whole bunch of people subscribing. There's people listening that I probably don't know. And the immediate fear was that I would procrastinate, that I might not do this. And I got my first uh, bit of feedback that um, also felt felt a little critical, and that reminded me. It kind of has stuck with me all week, and I, as I've been thinking about the next episode and uh, how that influences procrastination, and how that uh, is something that that I've struggled with, and that I can easily put away. So, let's talk about. What is this thing that we call procrastination? Uh, it's certainly something I used to identify with. I, I would call myself a procrastinator. Um, I was frequently late. I remember my, my freshman year of high school, uh, the only class I ever got an F in was uh, algebra because it was my first class of my first year as a freshman, and I was late, I believe, 29 times in the first semester. And... It's not that I was bad at math, um, but apparently there was something I didn't want to go and, and be with in my freshman year. Um, so as I continued to grow up, I realized 
I even started to use this idea of procrastination to my advantage. I thought, well, this is actually how I'm successful is by procrastinating. So if there would be a paper uh, that was due in college or high school or there'd be a big exam that I had to study for, inevitably, I'd always wait till the very last moment uh, in order to prepare or write that paper. And somehow, when the pressure was on, I was able to do a decent enough job and usually kind of pull it out at the last minute, although I was sweating it till the very last minute. Um, But there were other things that I procrastinated that weren't weren't so pleasant, you know, whether it was getting a parking ticket and and just not paying it or following up with something that was important. And over the years, as I've worked with uh, a lot of people, um, as I have led people, whether it's in the military or, uh, you know, leading myself in the military, working with clients as a coach in a a transformative uh, coach training program, and working with people. This concept of procrastination often comes up with people and with leaders. And I particularly, you know, with the focus of this podcast, I want to focus on how it shows up with, with me, how it shows up with people who grew up with an absent father. But like a lot of things in our language, there are these one, one word things that we use to describe a whole experience. Um, a way that we name something. So whether it's procrastination or overwhelm or frustration, there are a lot of words that we use that that seem simple, but there's a lot underneath of them. And procrastination is one of those words. So when I think about what procrastination really is, I think it's this, obviously there's the standard definition, which is like putting something off or uh, not addressing it on time. But when I started to look at what what's underneath procrastination, what is the uh, experience that goes along with procrastination, and why does it show up? What triggers it? And when I think about procrastination, I think it really boils down to anything that I'm ever procrastinating, it's usually because I'm putting off some feelings of not being perfect. So, for example, uh, say my, actually my house is kind of a mess right now. My wife is on her way home today, and I think that I should clean up the house. But what gets in the way, what has me kind of put it off is, is seeing perfection, seeing how it would be perfectly done. And when I think about starting to clean the house, I have to immediately be with this feeling of imperfection. Uh, Similarly, when it comes to uh, doing this podcast, which is actually why I brought it up this week, is that um, it started, it's alive now. And what immediately comes in when I have that experience is, well, now I need to do it better. People are listening. Now it has to be perfect. And when I think about going to do the next episode, what comes up is the feeling that I can't get this right. I can't get this perfect. And who wants to be in that experience? Uh, the, the equivalent experience I like to point to is when my wife and I lived in Mexico for about six months in uh, 2012, we went to this Spanish immersion course in the town of uh, Merida, 
which is in the Yucatan Peninsula, really beautiful town about three and a half hours west of Cancun. And uh, it was a true Spanish immersion course, and neither my wife or I had a lot of Spanish language knowledge. And so we go into this class, and they would speak zero English, only Spanish. And there was only about five of you, so you couldn't really hide out, and they'd call on you uh, every time. And so every time, I didn't know the answer. And even though I knew that it was okay that I didn't know the answer, that I wasn't supposed to, that part of the practice was learning through the agony of not knowing the answer, it was pretty unpleasant. It's like being in a classroom and being called on every single time and never knowing the answer. And that same feeling, I believe, is what is procrastination. It's when we, we put something off because we're avoiding a certain feeling of imperfection. Um, like I said, when it comes to uh, writing a paper, something you really can't perfect, you can't control it. And the hardest part to me about writing papers or writing at all is this sense of battling, I'm not enough, I can't get this perfect, um, and not wanting to be with that. Uh, same with you know putting off cleaning the garage. I have this like perfect image in my mind about how organized I'd love it to be, and knowing that you know how long that would take or you know what it would take, and just not wanting to do that. So I put it off. So how does this relate to growing up with an absent father? And then maybe we can look at how it shows up and you know what we can do about it, what kind of triggers there are. But how it relates to to having an absent father. I don't know if this is true for everybody, and I'd love for you to look at how it's true. And by the way, uh, anything that comes up in these episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can email me at uh, me at rodneymuller.com. You can uh, leave a comment uh, on my site. You can you can get in touch with me in a number of ways. But um, your your questions, your curiosities, your uh, your insights really fuel me, keep me going, uh, and I love to hear from from you as well because I I just know my experience and I know some people that I've worked with some commonalities. But I'd love to hear from you. Uh, all that to say, one of the things that I noticed about growing up with an absent father, and you know, in my case, um, you know, no father at all, so I, I didn't know him. I didn't know what it would be like to have a father. I just had this kind of images of what it, what I thought a father should be. And fortunately or unfortunately, the image that I created of a father was absolute perfection. And that actually became my father was this image of a perfect father. You know, I, when I imagine a father, I imagine like, you know, this very handsome, tall man coming home in a suit and, you know, playing catch with me in the backyard and, uh, uh, you know, making lots of money and knowing everything and being uh, both kind hearted and loving, but also very strong and, you know, powerful. Um, truly a perfect image. Whatever you could imagine at any given moment was perfect about, you know, what a man and father should be. That was my image of a father. And so just like any any kid, I I thought, well, what I should do is I should try to be like the father or the image of a father that I had created in my head. And 
that image was perfect. So it's both a superpower of mine, which is to see perfection. And I don't mean like, you know, being perfect, but there's a perfection in in things. There's a beauty in things, a natural order in things um, that I have a gift. I can see the fundamentals of a business. I can see the fundamentals of a human being. I can see, uh, you know, the connection between a product and a customer, for example, and, you know, what would perfect connection or harmony look like in that arena? But at the same time, I also, uh, from an unconscious place, really hold myself to a perfect standard constantly. And it has killed many of creative ideas. Uh, it's probably delayed me having a podcast for all these years because I, I saw the image of how, what perfect looks like. And then compared myself to that, and then somewhere along the way decided that I couldn't do that. And that's the, the piece that it relates to having the absent father for me, creating a perfect image, and then holding myself to a perfect image. And when we can't be perfect, it brings up all kinds of crappy feelings, just like raising your hand in a class and never knowing the answer. Um, the other way it, it kind of points to one of the things that I talked about in the last episode, which is uh, the father, I believe, represents affirmation. It represents this is good enough. This is where you need improvement. And so having that uh, foundational experience of being affirmed um, dissolves this idea of going for perfection. So I'd love to hear, like I said, from you, how does procrastination show up in your life? What do you think it, it's about? What are the origins? How does it relate to uh, having an absent or distant father? Or maybe you don't think it relates at all. I'd love to hear from you. But the other thing that I want to talk about why it's relevant this week is, is how it shows up. And especially in the creative process, and I think that Leadership is a creative process. I think that just being who we are is a creative process. Uh, whether you identify with being creative or not, I certainly never did identify as being creative. Um, but I learned later that you know all of us are creative. We all have creative insights. We all have interests, things that we want to express. And often what gets in the way is our judgment about whatever that creative endeavor is. And one of the things that I noticed... Uh, over the last week is, you know, I got, I got some, some feedback that, uh, I don't, I don't think matters. It was, it was, um, it was feedback that, uh, kind of hurt my feelings actually. And, um, the, the reason I bring it up is because, you know, as a person who, you know, doesn't have a, a super strong foundation that can have shaken confidence, which I hate about myself. Um, I'm learning to take care of myself in that way and see what I need and listen to the people that, that I trust and that love me, especially when I'm early on in a creative process. But, you know, the truth is I can be shaken when I get criticized or when I feel criticized. And, you know, sometimes people are giving honest feedback and sometimes uh, it, it may be genuinely criticism. But it's one of the biggest triggers, I think, for procrastination, which is <clears throat> a fear of being criticized or actually being criticized. 
and what I what I'm practicing and what I hope you know you can take from this is to notice you know when you when you feel criticized or you're afraid of being criticized that that can easily shake us off of our stand off of our thing that we want to bring to the world or the thing that we want to contribute and I think the people that grew up with absent father or distant father that we have a particular sensitivity to this and by becoming aware of how that triggers us and the fears that it generates I hope that we can become aware of that and then set them aside so that you can bring whatever you're supposed to bring it would be a total tragedy if I let and and I assume as I continue this work that you know people will get upset people will get triggered any time that you're making a difference in the world you know half the people are probably not going to agree and some of those people might even attack the thing that you're trying to bring and my job is to listen to my own creative expression and to trust myself. And trusting myself wasn't always easy, which is why procrastination came. So that's one thing. When you, get, when you feel criticized or you are afraid of being criticized, it can trigger procrastination. And I think just you know, connecting those dots, connecting those... Uh, those two things, criticism and procrastination, can be really valuable. The other pieces is just like we pointed to earlier, which is just um, whenever you're faced with a sense of not being able to do something perfectly, and of course we want to do it perfectly, uh, it makes sense that we would put that off. Which brings this concept of perfection into focus, and again, how that relates to to growing up with an absent father. Um, for me. I didn't. I would never have called myself a perfectionist. I don't think many people uh, who are like me or who grew up with an absent or distant father. I don't think that they would call themselves a perfectionist. You know, when we think about a perfectionist, we think about you know the most beautiful person with perfectly straight A's and went to the perfect school and you know they're the class president, valedictorian, etc. But I actually think that that's the that's the rarer version of perfectionism. Um, the extreme of perfectionism is where you're so committed to being perfect that you're paralyzed by not being able to do anything. Because the only thing that is acceptable is perfection. And why is perfection so great? Like, why, if we know that it's debilitating to us and it's painful and it makes us put stuff off, why would we keep striving for it, even knowing? that we can't actually be perfect. You know, there's no real perfect way to write a paper for school. Like, there's just writing it to the best that you can. You can't even define perfection in that way. So why why are we so attached to it? Well, for me, and I think for many people, when we're going for perfection, it's a way of protecting ourselves. Uh, to be perfect at something leaves us less vulnerable. You know, for me to try my best to make this podcast perfect, <clears throat> the idea is that I'd be less vulnerable to being criticized. Um, to be the perfect husband, the idea would be that I'd be less vulnerable to being criticized. To be the perfect coach, to be the perfect you know, anything to do the perfect paper 
<clears throat> would mean that I would be less vulnerable to being criticized. So that's why we procrastinate. And that's why we try to be perfect. Makes sense. Procrastination, we're avoiding the feeling of being imperfect at something, which can face us at any turn. When we're trying to be perfect, we are doing the thing we know to avoid being criticized, avoid being abandoned. Like, because who wouldn't want to have somebody who's perfectly connected or uh, trying to be a perfect team player or perfect friend or perfect something like that now obviously there's a limit to that because also people who are trying to be perfect there's there's some uh loss of connection so when you're trying to be perfect it often gets you the opposite of what you really are after so the question becomes what do we do about procrastination and one of the first things that i suggest is is to stop relating to yourself as a procrastinator. No human being is a quote-unquote procrastinator. It just means that sometimes you have feelings that show up where you they're very unpleasant and you don't want to be with them. That's a very normal experience. And the only thing that I care about is you doing what you want to do, you being your most powerful self, uh, you bringing your creative expression to the world. And so what I'd have you do is, uh, and what I practice all the time is really noticing when I, when I feel like I'm in the middle of procrastinating or when I'm in the middle of putting something off, looking at what is the feeling that I'm trying to avoid here. And once you can assess that, you know, what do you want to do with that? Either do I want to just put off the feeling for now or do I want to take the action in the face of the feeling? The last thing that I want to share about procrastination, I think maybe the most important thing to take away is that uh, beating yourself up or criticizing yourself or um, vilifying yourself for putting something off or avoiding something, it it's not going to make it better. So one of the things that I hope that shines through this is, uh, and my main goals in this whole podcast is that you get to connect with yourself, that you get to uh, see yourself be an empowering figure or an empowering parent for yourself. Because if you imagine working with a, a employee or you imagine working with somebody that's on your team, um, rubbing their nose in something that they're doing that isn't working is likely not going to improve the outcome. And so if you take nothing away from this, it's to be great with yourself, to be an empowering boss, to be an empowering uh, leader, and most importantly, to be an empowering father for yourself that you didn't have. That's this week's episode of the Absent Father podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to hear from you. I'd love for you to share the podcast. Um, you are welcome to reach out. I'd love to hear your comments, whether it's on Facebook, uh, reviewing the podcast, sharing the podcast, subscribing to the podcast, uh, or sending me an email. You're welcome to reach out to me privately on Facebook. You can get me at Rodney Mueller. 
You can find the podcast by Googling or searching the Absent Father podcast in iTunes. And you can also email me directly at uh, me, that's M-E, at rodneymuller.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Thank you so much. Head up, heart higher.